today on CityCast Madison. We have a new Wisconsin Supreme Court justice, and her name is Judge Janet. Producer Dylan Brogan is here, and we are rounding up the election results. It's Wednesday, April 5th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. So we're rounding up the news, but it's definitely not Friday. It's your Wednesday news roundup, election edition. I'm joined by producer Dylan Brogan, and we've got highlights from election day. Dylan, how you doing? We thought we might be in for a long night, but nope, it wasn't even nine o'clock. And we knew that Judge Janet Protosiewicz, the liberal back justice or judge, now justice, she came out pretty handily, uh, looking like 55% of the vote, which is a lot in, in tight Wisconsin. Yeah, AP called it at 8.53, y'all. That was definitely earlier than we thought. You know, the natural question is why. And She won. Well, yes, she won against uh, the conservative back candidate, Dan Kelly. And just look at Dane County. I mean, that is what says it all here in Wisconsin lately. If you want to win statewide, you need a huge turnout in Dane County. And that is exactly what happened. Dane County, probably when all is said, is going to have more than a 60% turnout, which is crazy high for a spring election. And every cycle, it just seems like Dane County becomes more blue and cranks out more votes. I mean, I think it's going to be 50,000 more votes in Dane County than there was in the last Supreme Court race. I was feeling the buzz. I know. And then tons of people voted early, but just like out and about at the polls, I, I people were, were up and at them early. How many texts did you get about this election? I don't know, like 17. I think I got 17 <gasps> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, And they just kept coming and coming. It's like, did you vote? Do you sure you voted? Do you need somebody to call and remind? you to vote like yeah. what's your plan dylan and it's like all right i get it okay but- i get it yeah maybe they heard you say you, you you weren't gonna vote dane county came out but what about the you know some of the other counties sure well the republican stronghold counties are usually those suburban counties around milwaukee that's where dan kelly really needed to to pull some big numbers and he saw Compared to other judicial candidates, he saw his margin of victory shrink in that Dems have done a bet, a good job in these suburban counties of maybe they don't quite win them, but they they get close. It's close to unprecedented how much uh, Democrats were taking from those wow counties. Yes. Washington, Ozaki, and Waukesha counties. Well, for Republicans, it used to be wow. Yeah, y'all, I'm up on the terms. <laughs> They used to be wow for for Republicans in terms of winning statewide races. And it's more like a meh now for them. Mm-hmm. Even kind of bellwether counties, she's getting margins that aren't just one or two points. They're six or seven. In a really tight battleground state like Wisconsin, that makes all the difference. We just look at western Wisconsin. You know, that pretty much all went for Judge Janet Protosiewicz. And th- that's what Democrats need to win. They need to win big in Dane County. Milwaukee County, obviously, um, is a huge contributor to votes. And maybe a side story there we can talk into later. Milwaukee's they're producing less votes than Dane County, which is unbelievable when you look at the population size. But kind of looking at a different map than we are traditionally used to in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I saw some tweets of, of folks being like this, uh, you know, taking pictures of their polling place. They're like this. The turnout is more than it's this is almost like a national election, like almost like the fall. Like this is like this is big 
big booming sort of attention. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a 2020 presidential primary, those usually are pretty big. We had about, uh, you know, a 56% turnout in Dane County. That's, hey, that's great for a spring election. Like I said earlier, that's going to be more than 60% in Dane County for this one. So this is um, kind of an unprecedented level of um, attention. And this seemed so much like a regular Democrat versus Republican race, even though it's technically nonpartisan. And Dan Kelly tried to say, hey, I judicial races shouldn't get all partisan. But, you know, he was flying around in a, a donor's private jet the last few days of the campaign and this and that donor is a huge pro-life guy judge janet won and it means that the liberal oriented judges will be able to have a majority on the court ahead of the presidential election next year's presidential election like that was part of why we saw so much national attention is just like if election lawsuits come up, uh, there might be some, <laughs> this is a swing state. And that's why you, we heard everyone chiming in and, want, and sending their money and, and giving their love. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Bianca, because there were several reasons why there was so much attention and why there was a lot of enthusiasm in this election, because Wisconsin politics might be forever changed by this election. Abortion uh, is currently illegal in Wisconsin. That could change. And we already have a case brought by Attorney General Josh Call that is making its way through the courts right now that will almost for sure make it to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And because um, Judge Janet was elected, that seems to indicate that a 160, 70 year old abortion ban is going to be is going to be booted. Well, you know, one of the things that she obviously got flack, certainly from her opponent for is is coming out and saying that she her value is for reproductive rights for women, that it, women have a choice um, when it comes to an abortion. And that's pretty uncommon. Um, and now but so we know probably, you know, how she's going to come down on that if it if and when it comes. I don't think it's going to be uncommon anymore. We kind of have seen judicial Supreme Court races go in this direction. They're just full-on partisan races now. And I mean, you can make an argument that, hey, they were already like that, and now at least the candidates are admitting it, right? Yeah. And her strategy was to be very open about these issues, and it seems to have made a big difference. And nobody seemed to care that she was talking about her values in this race. If anything, it seems to have driven up the turnout in places like Dane County and and eaten away at in traditional Republican strongholds that would normally, you know, give judicial candidates a big boost on the conservative side. Yeah. And I mean, you just brought up also you're talking about the lawsuit that Attorney General Josh Call filed. Oral arguments are going to be heard by Dane County Circuit Court on May 4th. And this is something that Call put this lawsuit forward like way back when Dobbs v. Jackson, um, that court decision came down and it overturned Roe and the right to abortion. Like it was a few days after that, the lawsuit was put forward. It'll be appealed to the Supreme Court. It almost certainly will. Our Democratic attorney general believes this law is unconstitutional, believes it should be struck. And now, presumably because of this election, there there's a four to three um, majority on the court that you'd think would side with the Democrat attorney general. Gerrymandering, also huge. Um, that's something that 
could also alter the state of politics in Wisconsin. And there might be a case going through that reaches the Wisconsin Supreme Court that could be that also where this election is so influential because now liberals have a four to three majority. So it's hard to overstate just how important uh, this one election was. And I mean, you could tell, I mean, Democrats poured millions and millions and millions into it. Um, so did Republicans. But Democrats spent a little more and seemed to have the momentum and these results just totally prove it. The money, I mean, the money really poured in and and money is ads, money is, you know, calls. It's it's all the attention and really making sure people get out to vote. And, um, you know, you're talking about redistricting. Uh, that's another issue that Protosewitz, um was open about her values there. And she had said publicly that she thinks that the maps as drawn are rigged. 100%. And yeah, no, not a, not a secret that our maps, our legislative maps were drawn by partisan people to give a partisan advantage to one party. And that's how the elections have shaked out. And But not when it comes to statewide elections. And Democrats now are, are three of four in these statewide judicial races. Obviously, um, Governor Evers just won in November. So, you know, may, Wisconsin may be getting a little less purple, and this is certainly evidence of that. So maybe an indication that conservatives overturning Roe versus Wade uh, has, has backfired a little bit in terms of just political support for Republicans generally. This is not the Scott Walker, Wisconsin uh, of 10 years ago. Well, clearly not. And, you know, obviously... Dan Kelly was originally appointed to the court previously by Scott Walker. Dan Kelly now has lost two Supreme Court races, right? He was appointed, he was on the court for a little while, and then he is, is now zero for two. So uh, predictions that he would be weak in this race completely came true, and I, the Wisconsin voters just were not going for it. And and the whole shtick of him pr- saying, you know, I'm just going to call balls and strikes and my personal politics don't have to matter, I don't think people were buying that. You know, there was another conservative back candidate in the primary, Jennifer Darrow, and she was from Waukesha, um, and it kind of made a name for herself with that big trial that she oversaw. And, you know, would she have done better? It's hard to say. Who knows? But I think it does make a difference if it was two women on the ballot. We also learned who our Madison mayor is uh, closer to home. We reelected Mayor Satya Rhodes Conway to a second term and pretty handily. Satya Rhodes Conway uh, has earned uh, another term. And I actually think this race was closer than I, I thought it would be. Um, Satya Rhodes Conway had a, a pretty remarkable primary victory in February where I don't there was it was all but like two wards out of 140 that she won in February. The race changed, though. I think Gloria Reyes really stepped it up in the last few weeks of her campaign. She was going after the mayor hard on a bunch of issues. She was having press conferences and having her surrogates get out there. And I, I mean, she definitely closed the gap. I mean, it ended up being about 55 percent, which is not as high as the victory that Satya had in her first term, but still a healthy win. But, you know, not a landslide. Yeah. What was the difference there again? And you're talking about Satya when she ran against um, former mayor Paul Soglin. So the first time she was elected in 2019, she was running against an incumbent mayor, Paul Soglin, right? And she got nearly 62% of the vote. 
And this time she won about 55% of the vote, and Gloria Reyes had about 45, a a little less than that with write-ins. So Satya's solid win for sure. I mean, this race seemed to be all about her record and her vision for the city. And I I think that there are people who disagree with, with the mayor on how ambitious she's being, particularly with transit issues, with zoning issues. And she's moving very fast. And I think was open to some real criticism, and I, but Gloria uh, Reyes, you know, just not quite enough to to come out on top. But I definitely say she she was doing a lot better in the last weeks of the campaign in terms of, you know, get, making this race competitive. It was looking like a blowout there for a while. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of the main tensions that you kind of heard across the board, and the tension between getting things done and getting community input. And just looking at where Satya won, I mean, if you just look at the wards, Gloria did a lot better in kind of the out. Like if you look at Madison, if you think of it as like a circle, she was winning some some wards on the outside. Satya did pretty well in the isthmus and the interior of the city, the, the core of the city where there are a lot of votes. But it wasn't like the primary where the mayor was winning every single ward. I will say something stood out to me when we talked with Gloria, which was, you know, she really said that she wanted to run. Of course, she wanted to be mayor, but she also wanted to push some issues. And one of and from her concession speech, she said, I'm so proud of the campaign we ran and the issues we brought to the forefront of this election. And one of the things that she's talking about is we kind of, you know, making sure that inclusivity is really talked about on a regular basis, thinking about the race to equity report, making sure that diversity and and, uh, people of color, they're not. not left behind knowing, you know, how how our our city has struggles (laughs) with uh, outcomes for black and brown folks. Um, And I think that that was one of her goals. And, you know, I think that she did succeed in some degree of trying to bring that forward. And I think Mayor Rhodes Conway would be very smart to to think about that message, because it certainly resonated with um, a number of voters. And not a landslide. I mean, uh, Satya Rhodes Conway did win by 10 points. She has a mandate, but I wouldn't say it's it's not like when Soglin won in 2015 with 72% of the vote. It's not that kind of mandate. And, I mean, outcome, BRT. We're going to get our fast buses um, and co- conversations to continue. Dylan, there, we're going to talk more about this on Friday. Uh, but oh, they- we got a lot to talk about on Friday. The council race is very interesting. We'll get to those later. Yes. Thank you for helping me round up the, the, the big news. And hey, everyone, tomorrow is food day. So we'll be giving you a little break from election news. Two words, cheesy bread. But don't worry, we'll be back on Friday with our usual roundup and analysis of the Madison City Council races as Dylan shared and more. So see you then. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoy the show, why not tell Dane County Clerk Scott McDonald about us? He's definitely not busy today. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, democracy has spoken.
You gotta cancel me. <laughs> Just cancel me. <laughs>